Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Liverpool batter Benitez. Bernardo Silva scores a worldie. Tuchel feels lucky and we have a three-horse title race. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday, the 2nd of December. I'm Kate Mason. I'm the Dijon Adaraja. And I'm Andy Russell. pace of all that extremely promising for today's football ramble the listeners who normally listen on two times speed won't need to do that today i don't feel like well i don't i never understand why people do that it's because they got busy lives i heard that claire balding does it so then i felt like i should try and do it because i love her but it's really hard isn't it just like listening to chipmunks do you not just or emmanuel adebayor i mean he speaks extremely oh, he fast in english or french That's doesn't very he? true yeah. yeah yeah but i think it's just to be more efficient i guess I know, but surely you want the cadence of your voice. I'm going to talk slowly now. I onto your ways, <laughs> balding. <laughs> oh man, I can really fuck with people. That, like that, that was that was what Club Call was like in uh, the you, early nineties. Is this your favourite thing in the world, Club, Club, Call? Club Call? No, it's not my. It was definitely not my parents' favourite thing in the world when it cost like fifty p a minute. Yeah. When, when when you call up and it goes, "Welcome to Wimbledon <laughs> Club <laughs> Call," coming. <laughs> up yeah, younger listeners this was pre-internet yeah yeah you'd you'd ring up to find uh transfer news about your uh your favorite team they really i mean were... really really if if you'd have known anything you'd know women aren't gonna buy anyone they haven't got any money was this before telly as well brass i've, <laughs> <laughs> I've massively underestimated how old you are <laughs> it was yeah like... it's one of, one of them hooky phones you right. know yeah. oh nice yeah. yeah did you have to do that like this the dial <laughs> 
I'll tell you what, when, when we open the museum of my life, you shall be the curator. I'd, I'd rock up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right in, if you give want to Andy Brassel Museum. <laughs> and tell me what entrance fee you'd be willing to pay. What a lot of football we have to talk about today. So let's crack on with it. Um, Everton got batted uh, 4-1 by Liverpool at Goodison Park. It was their heaviest home Merseyside defeat in 39 years. Um, Vish, you're, you were on to them. I think we've all been on to them for a while, Everton. Um, the stands were pretty cleared out fairly early doors, understandably. But I'm surprised that any Everton fan went in to watch this one thinking, all right, we've got a chance here. Is that fair? Um, I, I think it is fair, but it is because it's a derby and because it always gets the big sell, you know, in all forms of media. Maybe occasionally you do get sucked into it. I mean, I say this as a Manchester United fan who went into the, the Manchester City game and thought, well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> maybe because they've been battered by Liverpool... Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally, you know, I understand why they went. I also understand why they left. Um, so yeah, that was pretty dispiriting. I covered them on um, on the weekend against Brentford, right? And I thought there's just no imagination here whatsoever. And then I also came to the conclusion that what Brentford did was give them the ball, and Everton, I think, are like third bottom for possession this season. And obviously, they didn't know what to do with it. And I thought, well, you're not very good at defending, but you're a defensive team. How does that work out? And it, Evidently, it doesn't. It continues not to. It's, it's interesting. I, I read a, a reasonable amount of Everton Twitter yesterday before the game. Oh, yeah. It's a bloodbath, it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it, blood it, it, it was interesting that the feeling amongst the fans seemed to be, I'm normally really nervous for the derby, but I'm not nervous about this one, which I think tells you a lot. Going back to your it. point. Yeah, going back right. to your point originally. But what I thought was very interesting here is, one, it clearly um, we, we were all looking for some sort of particular narrative because there were those shots after the second goal where it's like oh Everton fans heading for the exits it's like no they've all had three pints and it's 20 minutes into the game (laughs) yeah exactly yeah which always happens before a derby and the other thing I thought was interesting is the fact that it was the board that were getting the shit Mm. rather than Rafa Benitez because it was set up before the game as well Benitez has got to be careful exactly how or if he acknowledges the uh, Liverpool fans there's a lot of pressure on him it's like well no one's really expecting him to to win he's basically doing the same job that he was doing at Newcastle like with a like quite sort of relatively small resources by Premier League terms. Certainly the, the state of that squad at the moment. I know they have injuries, but it, it is threadbare. Mm. And really, if he was feeling the heat, it would not just be from his previous employment. It would be from the fact that he's paying for the spending of previous years. Because mm. th- th- there's there's an expectation that, say, there wasn't at Newcastle, for yeah. example, because of that spending. But... Really, there's there's a lot to sort out. They they spent a fortune to have a really uneven squad, and it's just not that good. I'm with you, but you could hold him responsible. Do you not hold him responsible a little bit for the fact that the errors that were being made was were sort of like you know Sunday league, for example, the Seamus Coleman error for the but, but for the, the second the, Salah that goal that goes against that, doesn't the it? First because, error for the Jordan, but, Jordan but Henderson goal. Individual errors versus. Tactical misjudgment is a different thing, isn't it? Yeah. And we're we're talking about individual errors there, which is related to confidence and being on a bad run and all that sort of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I I was going to say, I think Coleman's mistake, obviously it was Coleman's mistake, but Damari Gray, that was a horrendous pass to give someone. It was. And what was was the most annoying thing? If you're a defender and you've got to be talked through it by a forward player afterwards, because Damari Gray gave him 
like the proper like lecture on what should have happened, <laughs> together with a little patronising sort of pat on the neck afterwards. He's like. God, I've got to stand through this because I fucked up and cost us a goal. Also, you'd be so annoyed. Like, hold on, it's your first time here. I've, been, I've, been, I've had to do this for the last 15 years, you little slug. How does anyone ever get away with a neck pat? Like Pep Guardiola quite favours a neck pat, doesn't he? I think, I, I think it's... How do people not just lamp them? Yeah, well, yeah, it's a bit passive-aggressive, oh, isn't it? So yeah. passive-aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's very... Um... What's, we think Guardiola's moved on from like hands on face like sort of post corona <laughs> yeah maybe more, more hygienic yeah, if you're invading someone's personal space to put your hand on their neck yeah all right okay i suppose yeah. you could see it like that so i was i was obviously covering a different game yesterday and I, I caught up on the highlights but when i was going through twitter um i assumed that salah's first goal was the fault of jordan pickford because i saw a lot of admittedly very funny tweets about pickford's small arms <laughs> Um, and then I watched it and I thought, what, you've absolutely done the goal a great disservice here because it was yeah. an incredible finish. Yeah. yeah. And the kind of finish where he only gets that curl because he's moving at that speed. So when he hits the ball and opens his body up, he, he because of his, uh, because his movement is taking him across the ball, he gets a bit of extra whip on it. So he, so it starts so wide and. I, mean, I, I think someone with normal-sized arms wouldn't have saved it. <laughs> the timing on the run as well. Yeah, Everything about perfect. it was just... It's like a golf shot. I don't know. A golf shot, if you do that, you fucked up, haven't you? Wouldn't they call it a draw? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you're the golf expert. Don't define I'm really not a golf expert. <laughs> please. So please. it's a shot you're you familiar with. Golf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what it looks like when I do it, but yeah. I'm not sure that's a thing to be celebrated. Yeah, um, an average of just over three goals per Premier League game right now for Liverpool. I mean, that's just, it's just monstrous. Yeah, yeah. It's but cheating the, in a way. The, the, the thing is, you look at them and obviously you were watching Watford-Chelsea last night and you look at Manchester City and how they played for some of that game against Aston Villa. It's weird to think that at the end of this season, a really exceptional team are going to finish in third place in the Premier League. I know, yeah. That, that, that's, that's where we are at the moment. Mm. And this, will be, this feels like whoever wins it, it will be the most earned in a while mm. in terms yeah. of who they've had to... Beat to get there, and I like. I also love the fact that they're all three. I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about the other two, but like all three seem very different and uh, you know very good at very different things. Mm. Well, three very different wins as well last night. Yeah, the Watford game. Yeah, let's call it the Watford game. Fish. <laughs> I think it kind of was the what it was Watford's game, right? They lost though two one to to Chelsea. But did you get the impression from your I don't know lofty position in the stands? Did you feel like they were the better side? Watford. Watford, yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. I think Tom Tuchel at the end of the game said they were <laughs> they were very lucky and said that um, they probably stole two, if not three points. Yeah, he said, not so sure we deserved to win it. We were not ready for this game. I had the feeling. Yeah, well, it was a it was a really strange game because Watford started brilliantly and I think they they had a couple of chances in the first ten minutes and then obviously um, a fan has a cardiac arrest in the upper tier of the Elton John stand and. You know, that takes um, 40, well, half an hour, I think, out of the game where the players were back in the change room. And, and thankfully, he was stabilised and and taken out. And uh, I think, well, obviously, he's in hospital overnight and obviously we'll get updates on that and hopefully touch wood, he's okay. 
And then they came out and Watford started like that again, but then Chelsea took the lead. Mm. And But Watford's equaliser came from doing what they did at the start, which was, you know, hounding um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Sissoko, who had a brilliant game yesterday, Moussa Sissoko. Yeah, but um, you don't want him getting it at point-blank range, which he did. No, yeah. Spe- I just... <laughs> 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 he, well, he, he did he did all the Musa Circo things very well, including the bad stuff. Then, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, they were they were really quite excellent. And it was a, it was a weird kind of evening because it, it dragged on, and you got the feeling that Chelsea wanted to end quicker than the rest, and they just had too much quality. There was a point when they were chasing the game where they clearly had no discernible style of play, where Lukaku, Havertz, Pulisic, Mount, and Ziyech were all on the field, just being themselves and it got them out of jail in the end you know yeah got his first goal of the season but um yeah they got very lucky i'd probably say it's the worst performance under under Tuchel well what's what's interesting i think about about Watford well firstly is is interesting Ranieri it's not efficient Ranieri yeah i, I suppose the other thread of that is you look at their central defence at the moment, Watford, it's not fit for purpose. Because they have played really quite well in the last two games against Leicester and Chelsea and got nothing out of it because they can't defend properly. Yeah. That, that's that's the bottom line. And I think when you go into winter, obviously missing Ismail Assar is, is, a, is a big thing. Yeah. I think you look at him and you look at Nkulu, who honestly, I, I, I think if, it, if it's not for an injury here or there, you're looking at someone who's one of the better centre-backs in the world. He's a terrific player. He's been very good over wow. the last couple of years in Italy and they've been, they've been lucky to have him. So I think he's a big miss as well, particularly when you look at what the backup is. I mean, Trooster Kong, I mean, seriously? Like, yeah. It's, it's, he's very aggro, Trooster Kong. Yeah, what, what he did to Pulisic last night was not nice. No, and he was on he, a yellow. Slammed, slammed him against the advertising board. It made me think of, you know, when um, Troy Deeney scores that goal against Leicester, in the playoff game and he sort of takes his shirt off and he jumps over the advertising <laughs> hoarding and he just disappears into that massive moat and you think, oh my God, where's he gone? Yeah. yeah. I, I, what a way I, I to go, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's fortunate that that didn't happen to Pulisic actually because he was hit with like fair velocity, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, Troy Deeney was actually at the game last night. I heard, he, it, I heard he made quite an amusing speech at half time. Yeah, it was, it was very good. They were just, you know, talking to him about, you know, how he enjoyed life and he was like, he was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I am. I'm so happy to be back. Because he obviously didn't get to say goodbye to the fans when he left. And didn't he say, I'm old, I'm fat, and I'm happy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love <laughs> oh, that. That's magnificent. And then, and then, he, and then he was talking about, um, I don't know, he was just talking about life in general. It was like an audience with Troy Deeney. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? He was talking about discrimination. He was like, you know what? There are things we all need to learn. We all need to get better. Also, life's just fucking miserable at the moment, isn't it? You know, with, the, with COVID and, and just... Just get, just get, enjoy it. We're not here for a long time. Just enjoy it. And he got, he got a round of applause from everyone in the crowd. Yeah, it was really, it was a very lovely moment. Yeah, he's he's my sort of level of celebrity. He, he was always sat in front of me at uh, NBA London for a couple of years in a row. Him and Lethal Bizzle. <laughs> yes. Wait, hang on. Sorry, you're saying you're as famous as Troy Deeney? No, I, I'm not saying that. No. <laughs> <laughs> He might be. I'm saying I'm as famous as Lethal Bizzle. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> to us, you are. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's all that counts. That's all that counts for me. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so look, do we think effectively... So he made six changes, Tuchel, to the sides. Um, and, and in fact, they went on to concede. This is a stat. This is the first... It was the first they'd let in from open play 
away so far this season, Chelsea. And it was a great goal as well, wasn't it? Manuel was. Denny. Yeah, yeah. The, he was there was a, there was talk that he might have Dennis. been out as well. Um but he um Manuel Denny. <laughs> Americans would love that because Denny's is like the <laughs> the most is like this budget diner. Yeah. Big um, Debbie Harry fan over there. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's funny because she hasn't he, got he could, a glass. <laughs> he could, he could barely tie his own shoelaces in the Bundesliga, so I, I find it quite remarkable that he succeeded. He could, well, he could he, tie mine last night. He's he's really that's hard. Not, that sounds so that's, weird. He's really <laughs> he's really hard to get. A, <laughs> he's really hard to get a handle on because he's someone who scored against Real Madrid in the Bernabeu, looked hopeless in Germany, and and now he's looking quite good in the Premier League. In quite a, in, in a quite unpromising situation, I would I would take which is, that. Is, is very interesting. I like that level of unpredictability. Yeah, yeah. Uh, d- three go- goals in three as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just the, the all round sort of animation. That's my word, isn't it? A- animation that he, pr- he provides. But on on the, on the flip side of that, I guess what a lot of people will be surprised by, but what I'm not surprised by at all, is Saul. The fact, well, a is he ever going to make it through more than 45 minutes of a game for Chelsea? At the moment, I'm in the no camp. Well, did you hear what Tuchel said afterwards about him? What did he say? He said, I don't know where he goes from this. I don't know where he goes from this. I don't know where he goes from this. That's his manager. Is is that saying, right, you're not getting on the coach back? Yeah. Here's a six-zone travel card. (laughs) To be fair to Tuchel, I didn't know where... Saul was going when he was on the pitch. So maybe he was just like, look, I've no idea what he's up to. But the thing is, Saul's been out of his best form for a while. And we've seen before with players like um, Falcao, Renato Sanchez, coming from, you know, great pedigree, but sort of differing difficult situations. The Premier League is not the place where you play yourself into form. You don't get the chance for that. And he looks like he wants ages on the ball. He's never going to get a run of like three, four games to to, to sort it out. I don't, I don't see how this signing works out. Yeah, and, and last night generally was was quite a bad game for it because of how energetic Watford were mm. in midfield. And I also think it's the um, it's the kind of game where you realise how valuable Jorginho is. And I suppose because he's the kind of player where you probably appreciate him best when he's not there. But they were so ponderous on the ball. Even Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who got better in the second half, seemed to just be completely lost because it felt it felt like there was a point in the second half, sorry, in the first half, where he would turn to try and relay the ball to Saul, and he would just think, "Shit, is this the, actually is this the right pass? Will he know what to do with it?" Mm. And it was yeah, it was quite noticeable, you know, midway through that um, that opening period. That's like a stress mm. dream, isn't it? It is. It was a little bit, and, and it must have felt like that for Chelsea players. I, I've never seen them. You know, I've only covered them intermittently, but that was the most ragged I've seen them. I think the stressful thing is as well, in a lot of other countries, you play one game in the season and you get a title winner's medal. You need to make it to 10, don't you? (laughs) So I'm I'm not sure he's managing I think if he plays 10 games, Chelsea won't be winning the Premier League. (laughs) Is that That fair? That is the quandary. Yeah. (laughs) But you're backing them to win. This is, that's your pick. What... They're, they're close. One of three, all right. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think... I think top right now. <laughs> I think they're less likely to make the one-off error that will decide quite a tight, close title race than Liverpool and Manchester City. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right. Cheers, Brass. Precision. That's what we <laughs> offer. Let's get to a break. Ooh. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass So to recap we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees promo rate for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out My solution is PlushCare PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Debrina, higher. <laughs> The That's one of the ones that always tickles me every time. He's, I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> well, I said, I said, Tor Ragnarok on the other, you know, on, on the show the other day, but yeah. I, I would never say this. <laughs> it's good of you to revisit that, though. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Me, Vish, and Brass in your ears today. Oh, time, time for an email. A very good email today. If if that's a teaser. Show it, show Football it. Ramble. Are we sure that's not Pete's work? It, it sounds like a Pete song. Produced by Chet Faker. According to this, it's by Maxim Thornton. I don't know if that's a pseudonym that Pete would use. It's it's very nice, Maxim. And I'll never forget it. Yeah, that's that's how you get your your Pete name, don't you? It's your favourite footballer and your favourite chocolatier. (laughs) (laughs) We've got an email here from Dan Blackmore. Listening to all the gumph about Ronaldo Rangnick in the last few weeks, I have a question. From about 2015, 2012 to 2015, sorry, every time you heard someone talk about pork, it was pulled pork. Pulled pork this, pulled pork that, pulled pork burgers, pulled pork on salad. It was basically illegal to eat pork without it being pulled. Mm. I imagine the last piece of unpulled pork left in the UK was under armed guard. From about 2018 to 2020, it was salted caramel, salted caramel this and salted caramel that, salted caramel coffee, salted caramel ice cream. It seemed caramel factories were not allowed to be built unless they had an on-site salting room. With this in mind, is it legal to even talk about football in 2021 without using the word pressing? If we played a drinking game when listening to the show and I had to take a shot every time I heard the word press or pressing, would I make it to break before passing out? Huh. Actually, you should try it. I think, like, yeah, I think right that should be a, maybe we should do it actually on the show. We could do like a drink along. I don't think we're allowed to drink in the studio, unfortunately. That, that can't be true. Except on sticky things, we can't. Also, I'm not comfortable with being the designated driver for the show uh, when Marcus ooh, isn't here. Ooh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not really in favour of that. 
We it might makes be me feel a bit talking might, of stress dreams. We might be better if we were drunk. Yeah, that's true. Fish is actually really good company when he's pissed. That is very true. I'm a good drunk. That's very true. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure you're allowed to say that about yourself. Have I stumbled <laughs> on some... great company when I'm leathered. Have, 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 I, have I stumbled onto something here that I don't really want to dwell on? <laughs> I think so. People in at you good value when you're pissed. Chat at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Okay, the third of the title contenders. If you like Manchester City, they beat Aston Villa 2-1 at Villa Park. Ruben Dias was very pleased about his, his owner, wasn't he? But bloody hell, Bernardo Silva's goal was delicious. I mean, I, I suspect that's the subject of some ex-Benfica locker room bans. The fact that, as you say, Ruben Dias scores this amazing goal the sort of goal that, you know, he's capable of a lot of things. You don't expect him to score that goal. And then Bernardo Silva goes like 10 minutes later. Yeah, no one's, no one's going to remember that. It was a very Bernardo Silva volley. It, was, it wasn't lashed. There was an element of culture to it. it. There was something about it, which I thought, like, if, if that had fallen to the feet of anyone else, they would have properly leathered it. Yeah, it's, And it's, he, almost, he almost kind of pulled his punch a bit. Yeah, it's a bit like the assist for Gabriel Jesus in the Champions League. That sort yeah. of cushion mm. that you don't really see you might see from an extraordinary, extraordinarily classy player in five a side but it's not normally something you see in 11 a side football yeah, yeah. so in in, um, in cricket training you get these like foam short bats where you can you can use catching practice and if you ever use them they're really satisfying to hit the ball with right but obviously you don't get, quite get the same impact or spring or power that you do from a normal cricket bat but the way it feels in your hand it's a little bit like if you hit, if you've ever, if you have access to a cricket bat, hit a golf ball with a cricket bat. There's genuinely no better feeling in the world. It's not probably not that good for the bat, is it? That doesn't matter. Use someone else's bat. <laughs> <laughs> I think on the subject of the thing about the golf shot earlier, I think this is more like a his foot is a racket. I think is what we're getting to. Oh yeah, better. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Because there's a bit of cushion, yes. and then it's flying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see that. So like, it's it's a it's a controlled volley. Oh. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, it was delicious. Also, there's, from that angle as well, the, the the way the ball's whipped in. There's there's been a little bit of chatter um, about him being possibly the best player in the Premier League this season. I'm not sure I would disagree with that. I, I think he said is, it, didn't he? He, he is, said it. He, he has been. Yeah. Oh, is it? He can't, he can't, he can't be trusted. What does Brassel? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, there's a Salah-shaped elephant in the room when we're discussing that, but. He has been, I think, City's best player this season. I don't know that Salah can do a lot of the stationary things that Bernardo Silva does. In terms, of, I'm not that he can't do them, but certainly to the level Bernardo Silva does. Well, you don't want Salah okay. to be stationary, do you? Well, of course, yeah. No. Uh, but Silva can also do the incredible dribbling. You know, we've seen so many amazing runs at different mm. points of this season where you're like, does he know where? Oh, he does know where he's going. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's extraordinary, really, when you think that he wanted to leave in the summer. There's no landing spot for him. So he ends up staying. And rather than sulk or go through the motions, he pulls out his best season ever. It's it, remarkable, really, isn't it? Yeah. And it's also something that I thought about when um, when he joined because he was barely getting a game. And Guardiola has this way of, of doing this of, I don't know, maybe it's because it's Guardiola, but when players, often when players join a club and they don't play, look at Don, I mean, Donny Van der Beek is probably an extreme example, but you know, within a couple of months, people are like, oh, it's a bit odd. Why have they signed him? And I'm sure there's, there's similar questions asked of, Bernardo Silva, but evidently Silva had it in his mind that, right, David Silva's here. I'm just going to be really patient, and I and I'm 
<laughs> worst comes to worst, I'm working under Pep Guardiola, so I'm going to emerge from this mm. as a better player, perhaps. But yeah, he's remarkable. And it, yeah, as you say, it's kind of absurd to think that he would have gone, well, he tried to go elsewhere and no one wanted him. <laughs> so he's like, I'll just have to be good here then. Yeah. Sure, yeah. take that. Um, someone who didn't put in a, or didn't have the chance, I guess, to put in a performance was uh, Jack Grealish returning to Villa Park for the first time. Um, came on in the 87th minute, got booed every time he touched the ball. What do we think? We like shithousery, obviously, by fans, I guess. I thought it was pretty lame, to be but, honest. But like, I think it, it's a bit more, you know, laced with banter than, you know, I still remember when... You they- think? Yeah, um, yeah, to, yeah, to a point. I, I mean, thought I felt it was laced with ingratitude, but but there, there was certain there were certainly you know some fans who were, who were really annoyed that he left and in the manner he way left, way left, even though he orchestrated it so that his exit would benefit the club yeah. because of the clause he put in there and the agreement he had with the club itself. Really, um, he's Jude Bellingham all over again, isn't he? Yeah, they should have retired his <laughs> Alice band, the Jack Grealish stand. Yeah. <laughs> The, um, I, I gave thought, it to Matty Cash, didn't he? I thought that's what happened. Oh, did he? <laughs> I just assumed. Um, I, uh, I still remember when David Beckham returned to Old Trafford for AC Milan and he got like a, a great ovation. You know, United yeah. were winning the second leg. He got a great ovation when he came on and you could tell he was about to tear up. He got the ball and he got booed. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of that. Lulling him into a full sense of security. Yeah, yeah like that a lot. I, I mean... If- what is Guardiola hoping to achieve here? You know, let's just uh, see the game out. But you can't really influence the game. Let's bring you on for three minutes just so you can get booed. Yeah. I, didn't, I, don't, I, didn't, I don't know that I expected it to happen. It's about having seen all the social media noise because don't forget, kids, social media is not real life. I don't know if I expected that to happen, that well, he'd be you, booed every time he touched the ball. Well, I, I, I expected that more after the statement saying, he's been great, don't boo him. <laughs> Was this a, it's, 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 it's like that, that thing in Dazed and Confused. Where the girl goes, oh, this is my brother, seniors. Can you look after him? And they think, right, we're gonna we're gonna smash him now. <laughs> it's like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't realise the statement said don't boo him. I thought the statement was like a welcome back thing. Oh, I guess that was implicit, no? No, I, I, I thought it, it felt like a reminder of think of all the great stuff he's done for this club, and he earned us a lot of money. Yeah. Let's show him just how much he means to us. Yeah, Fans okay. really love it when you tell them what to do, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. They just, they that's do. their favourite thing, so I can see. Um, Pep says if they boo, it's because they love him so much. I thought a lot of people were clapping. That's not me, that's him. He says that. But, you know, he lives in his own world, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> very, very hands mole man of him. <laughs> Stephen Gerrard's first defeat as Villa boss, but... I guess he'd be fairly proud with the performance of Aston Villa for us. Yeah, um, especially in the second half. Uh, they're pretty gutsy. I think it's easy to forget how um, atmospheric Villa Park can be under the lights. And it is it, it, it certainly was. You, you feel that has been the thing, really, with Villa so far. It's, it feels to me a little bit early to judge Gerard's tactical imprint but it just feels as if he's lifted the mood for, mm. for, for the moment. And it, it does feel that, I, you know, I don't feel like they were a million miles away under Dean Smith. It was just a case of tightening up, getting the new signings to settle all that, that sort of stuff, which is still a work in progress. But yeah, it does feel the, the atmosphere and enthusiasm is there. All right, plenty of lovely goals to talk about um, overnight. Uh, Southampton 2, Leicester 2 as well. James Madison with a superb equaliser. Is Madison back is he fully back he showed us his name on the back of his shirt to indicate i'm back i guess <laughs> <laughs> or this is my back yeah 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 
Do you remember when all of those like under was it under nineteen England players turned their shirts the other way round when they won the? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good well, for, I, I good mean, for socials. At that age, I it guess just that's Im- why they did it. Yeah. At that age, it just implies I'm away from home for a couple of weeks and I don't know how to get dressed without my <laughs> mum. I, I would say though, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pin this on uh, on young kids in particular. I still remember during the 2015 Ashes when England won the first Test at Trent Bridge. The great the, captaincy by you, I thought. <laughs> thank you. Uh, the last wicket was um, on DRS. Brad Haddon nicking behind, and no word of a lie, they huddled. And then when the when the out came on the big screen, they all ran in different directions. And I swear down, later that day, they all had their own individual photos to post on social media of them celebrating that moment. Ooh. And so, and like you know, but it, it was a it was quite an old England dressing room, yeah. all told. Um, but I was like, oh, that's what that was. Because I thought it was really weird that like they were all together and they just like sprung off in different directions. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, like, I my, see my, my photographer is in that direction. Your almost, photographer almost. is in that direction. Not, not quite that, but it was right. a bit like, oh, okay, right. That's a little bit meh. Also good scenes of the Turkish Cup last night. Oh, Mame Birum Diouf in goal. Yes, because, so that's for Hatyaspor. Their goalkeeper's sent off. Don't worry. They've got a replacement goalkeeper. In he goes. He also got sent off. In goes deal for the for the shootout. Took the first penalty, scored, and they won the shootout six five. Did you see when he took the first penalty though? He walked back to the halfway line. They were like, "No, no, what are you doing? You, you've got you, a... you, you've got you are the goalie now." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he United did, legend. He oh, did, yeah, he he did all he could. He did a lot of dancing about on the line, a little bit of light swinging off the crossbar. He swung, little, sorry, he swung off the crossbar. Yeah, not, not during the penalty being taken. <laughs> That's flair, that. Because yeah. um, they can only did, go down at that point. He, he did a far too long chat with the referee while <laughs> making the penalty take away, all that sort of stuff. And accordingly, two of them missed the target and he didn't actually have to save one. Yeah. Do you, so, like, in terms of hijinks from goalkeepers, everything's been done now. So mm. it's, it's a little bit like the NBA, we've probably seen everything that's going to come through and, mm. and, and it's just a case of having taller players, you know, like Taco at 7-4 or whatever he is. But in terms of like goalkeepers trying to put people off, like there's nothing else to be done. But I think now the old ones are the lines. best, aren't they, really? Well, a man, back you, you mean like the, Fos- like the Fosbury flop, like, you know, <laughs> people people still do that to, in the high jump. Also, I don't, I don't think Mame Biram Juf had done it before. No, which, it's true. Which, which is but, the but what I'm thing. saying is, he got into that situation. Thought, what do people do here? I'll do this. Yeah, like you know, the grubbler thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what the logical next step would have been from all the stuff he did, uh, because you know, he, he sort of approached a penalty taker, way long chat with a ref, dancing on the line, sort of bit of a bit of a hang off the crossbar. I don't know what would have been next. You know, getting out a sandwich, smoking. I, you know, I, I don't know what the next delaying tactic was if they'd have scored the following penalty. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, yeah, I suppose, you know, you could have been one of those, you know, those goalkeepers you see on a holiday where they're just hands in the air and they go left and right. What, cardboard ones? Yeah, the cardboard ones, yeah. <laughs> just like, fuck about a bit. And also, like, broadly European news, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic has been busy stowing the pot. He says that he's advised Kylian Mbappe to leave uh, PSG, but he's also advised PSG to to keep him. 
It's wonderfully Machiavellian. It's playing it? both sides. But if he's telling people, that's like the opposite of Machiavellian, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it's a bit like David Beckham getting himself deliberately booked against Wales. And, and then, then telling yeah, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, genius. That's, that, was, that was a very Beckham thing. Just so stupid that he thought telling people about how intelligent he was was a smart thing to do. <laughs> I, I did enjoy that recent interview that um, Donald McRae from The Guardian did with Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And he was he was talking about his charge on Aspilicueta, wasn't he, during the the, the World Cup qualifying game mm. um, between Sweden and Spain? And he went, yes, it was stupid, and I would a hundred percent do it. Do again. it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that, that that's good, even for Zlatan. I thought he scored last night against Genoa. He yeah. scored quite a tidy yeah, free kick. Yeah, I mean, come on, everyone scores against Genoa. I think, but Milan... has got a difficult job there. I think Genoa and Milan have an agreement, don't they? Because don't, don't Genoa also ship them players whenever they want? Well, yeah, they, they used to co-own a lot of players. Kevin Prince Boateng, he was uh, Boriello as a, well. A, yeah, uh, yeah, they, they were they were they were both Genoa Milan sort of co-productions. Yeah, fair dues. Yeah, this is wetting your appetite, people. There is an on the continent. And why wouldn't it be? <laughs> Uh, get over to Football Ramble Presents for that one. It's Don and Andy with Lars Siverton. I love the way he says that. To discuss the trouble behind the scenes at Bayern and Portuguese football's day of shame last weekend, get over to Football Ramble Presents. Double brass. That's what you need on your whatever day it is today. Tonight, Manchester United versus Arsenal. Ralph Rangnick won't be on the touchline because he must, well, this is good. He must first convince an FA panel that he can be a manager, that he has managerial credentials. But this deal is like he's an interim manager who just seems to be like taking his time about getting into the... Getting into the you say he's taking his time. Yeah, yeah. Is think... it Manchester United taking their time over a decision as always? Uh, or, or over the administrative no. process of actually getting something done? So they did something see, good, but they have to undermine it. Otherwise, it's Solskjaer, not real. Fellaini... Sancho, Mourinho, anything else you might care to name over the last yeah. four or five years? There was also the, um, because of Brexit, there were issues with, um, not, not issues, but uh, there were new hoops to jump through with his visa and stuff like that. And I suppose like the the, crit- the critical skills aspect is always something they have to tick and whether he his skills are specifically critical to Manchester United. Um, Amazing. Could they just watch the last like couple send of months? Him a, send him a few clips. Yeah. 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 Li- Send them a few rambles. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> I like. I wonder what the. I wonder if there's like a hands-on. I love the idea that there'd be like a hands-on approach to this. So he'd have to go in and you know yeah. hold a training yeah. session on the. <laughs> 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 well, I don't know what you know. Michael Carrot was doing. Is that Harry? Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been hearing as all of this stuff people are trying to fill the void of the fact that he's not actually taken over at this point so we keep hearing stuff about there's a lot of stuff about how good he is and yeah. how all his methods oh, methods behind the methods his pre-methods do you know about this wheel of fortune at Leipzig this is this is scrapping player finds a bit more creative than just finding players for stuff he replaced it with a set of punishments written on a wheel and I guess you then like spin the wheel once you do something naughty um, it included acting as a stadium tour guide for an hour working as a club shop assistant for three hours oh interesting that that's how it's weighted but, but they're not the I mean like it's oh is it supposed same. to be worse? yeah they were different ones yeah you know, the Wheel of Fortune isn't just like, like a... a million pounds all the way across. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just wondering what colour square they're going to get. But I'm, I'm interested about that because I feel like actually they would be like remotely equivalent because like a stadium tour guide, you've got to put in quite a lot of effort to do that for an hour. Whereas if you're just in the club shop for three hours, it's probably an equal amount of effort. Yeah, well, I mean... And wearing you're a standing in... two for 90 minutes. Sorry, you're, standing, you're, yeah, you're standing in one place, aren't you? Yeah, do some stretches. Get your physio done. Yeah, that's true. You can wear the tutu at the same time. Multitask. 
Could you do? Yeah, then you get two of your punishments like out the way. Yeah. In How the- much trouble are you planning on making? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> by the way. You know what? I'll, I'll do the tour. I'll do the shop. Yeah, I'll put the two to one, whatever. Yeah. And that's me for about a week. Yeah. Yeah. In 30 seconds, do you feel excited about this game? Bish. Uh, yeah, no, uh, probably. <laughs> I was trying to put me on the spot there. I think my uh, Jim is naturally pessimistic. I am more probably more angry than Jim. There's some kind of pessimism crossover there. As a personality or as as a football fan? Just generally, mm. maybe at the moment. <laughs> um, so I think I think I have I have it more together than Jim, but I think Arsenal will win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I actually I, think it's going to be a really bad game to watch. I agree. Well. I don't see anything that suggests that this will be anything more than the long line of Manchester United Arsenal damp squibs of recent years. Yeah, where I, I still think Manchester United will win. I just think it'll be a really underwhelming game that makes you think, why isn't it still 1998 slash 2004? The most entertaining bit will be before the game actually starts when they go through the, the highlights of old games. Yeah, yeah exactly. the montage. The montage would be brilliant. Yeah. Keep, give me Keenan Vieira at Highbury again. John O'Shea's chip. That's that's the thing. Will you feel sad when Keen comes up at half time? Like for, for for once, rather than thinking, oh God, he's going to talk about effort and do something clippable for Twitter again. Who does he hate more? This United team or Arsenal always? And we'll find out. <laughs> it's on Amazon though, guys, so you're going to be slightly disappointed. So, someone in a Keen mask? Yes, I expect so. And also, yes. if you don't want to watch what sounds like it's going to be a terrible game, Spurs are hosting Brentford tonight. So nice to see Brentford play, perhaps. Who knows? Uh, tomorrow's show. Oh, also, we're doing a green room at 6.45 to talk about both of those. Get involved if you can. It's an app. Download it, I think. Um, <laughs> and I think it's fun, it's, actually. I've done it. It's fun. I think it's a room. I think it's an actual room. Yeah. You all get in it with us. It's like a panic room, but it's green. <laughs> yeah, obviously, we're all one metre apart. Yeah. It's Ramble Green. <laughs> On tomorrow's show, it's Marcus, it's Andy, and it's Jim, the less angry version of Vish. Say goodbye, Vish. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Troy Deeney. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.